about to introduce our special guest and this is someone you all love to see. This is someone I think almost everyone loves. Um, the first time I met him was at Spirit Life Revival Ministries and he was coming to preach. So I was telling my husband that when he was coming, I was like, okay, so this is a father and he was coming to sit by me. But then I had crossed my legs. I was like, okay, should I take my leg? Should I take it off? Oh, and then he came to sit and he also crossed his leg. I was like, oh, okay, then <laughs> it means I can be comfortable with him. All right, so I am... Um, in the studio with um, Prophet Kofi Odro, your favorite, favorite, the favorite prophet of God. Welcome. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you very much for having me. Welcome. It's exciting. Yes, I'm honored to have you. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm fully blessed. Thank fully you. blessed. You know, the, the work of God is just hectic and uh, um, at the same time, we need to keep pushing it until Jesus comes back. <laughs> I learned you were out there in Medina yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I was three days ago. We were at uh, Medina Market. We went to Domi Market. And oh. then yesterday and two days ago, we were at Clagon uh, Community between Lashibi and Ashiaman. Wow. Yeah. Market evangelism. Uh, street wow. ghetto. <laughs> You know, because I was a ghetto boy, so I tend to take the gospel back to my people. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I'm sure you're ready for... <laughs> I am a woman. I don't know what husbands wish to know from us. And I have a major... This man, I think, knows almost everything about marriage, relationship. Really? Yes, because uh, <laughs> we went to see him before. He came here today, and when we went, I just told him what we we're going to talk about, and he just gave us some few. I was just looking for my phone, but I realized I left it in my car, and my husband was just typing everything. I don't know what husbands want us to know. Okay, Daddy, so my first question is, do husbands really want wives to know something? Is there something to know that wives do not even know? Absolutely. I mean... Uh... First of all, let's, let's talk about the concept of marriage uh, in the spectacle of God. Because um, I realize that, you know, a lot of people, everybody want to get married. But they get in there, they get disappointed. Because um, there are so many misnomers of what marriage is. And possibly we need to redefine it and uh, make it clear uh, to what uh, the institution of marriage or what the organism of marriage okay. I will not say organization organism because it's a living thing no. yeah in uh, Song of Solomon chapter 8 verse number 4 the Bible talks about do not awake love until it pleases because love is a beast you awaken it in the wrong environment it, it has its own tendency and proclivity so uh, let's make sure we awaken it in the right context, in the right environment, and so on and so forth. Wow. Okay, so back to the question. the question. There are a lot of things that, you know, men wish because, um, especially during misunderstandings, the man is sitting, reflecting, and wishes that the wife knows his mind okay. 
or his thoughts. So that if you can, you know, gain access into my heart, into my mind, into my, then you can be able to um, know what I want or what I was expecting from you. Uh, tonight I would love to possibly share um, five commodities. Okay. Um, what men? We will all take notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what men wish um, their wives know? Okay. All right. Um, first of all, marriage is an art, or love is an art, and uh, we need to master the art of love. And so, if um, I will want to say that Benjamin Brenoa is not that, you know. This generation is evolving. Right. The, the world is getting to sophistication. Okay. And um, if we really want marriage to work, then we need to look at it from that particular spectacle, you know. Um, the man number one, the number one thing that every man will love to um, to emanate from a wife will be respect number one and when I talk about respect I'm not just talking about yes a master kind of thing I'm talking about honor the highest seed anybody can sow is honor okay. and this is not only in respect to marriage it runs across board in ministry in governance in anything I mean that's why the bible said honor thy father and your mother and your days will be prolonged because it's the highest seed you sow. He, he didn't say that if your mom and your dad are Christians, honor them. They can be armed robbers. He says, still honor them. Yes. It can be drunkards, honor them. So when we talk about honor and respect in marriage, we're talking about, you know, you respecting, revering, and also honoring. You know, the man, the number one thing is not sex. I'm telling you. I just want to be a real approach. No, I had to tell you good. I said, "Oh, mona, I just want mona to pank one who muti mu." You know, seriously, wow. the real man ain't looking for sex. Just like the woman is looking for company and looking for a companion or a companionship and all that, sharing trust, transparency, and all these things that goes into marriage. You know, there are some men that are looking for honor, a woman that is going to honor me for who I am and, uh, you know, for what I can be and all that. Yeah, they're looking for honor. So the act of honor or respect, number one, is the thing. Number two, a man will be looking for the art of spiritual cover. Spiritual they, they, cover. They, they see the woman to be a prayer partner. So I expect you to, I'm a carpenter, I'm a mason, I'm a steel bender, I'm going out there. And I expect you to be my spiritual cover or prayer partner. I expect that from you. Spiritual partner and prayer cover, is it the same? Absolutely. Synonymously, the same. Now, um, if, if the man is on a mission, then the man deserves a cover and a partner, spiritually. Okay. Because this world functions spiritually. Everything that we see, this program happened spiritually before it did happen today. You prayed into it. I want this person to be here. It was a prayer expectation. 
today it has manifested you know so once there was you know the um, the conception it comes to pass in manifestation, you know. So we, we want everybody to understand that the man expects, you know, that kind of um, support from that woman. The, the, the thing about, you know, marriage is that in God's mind, in the intents of God, the Lord creates a visionary okay. and then creates um, a helpmate for the visionary. In other words, God created somebody who is going to bear the vision with the visionary and so um, you know the man is the visionary and the woman is the helper of the vision and so uh, it is not just you know um, the the misnomers are so much it's not just you know he's my husband and why did you talk to that person why are you talking to that who was the person you were talking to why didn't you send a text message and all that I tell the people because we don't need to you know bring it when a man is under pressure you don't add to it Men are always under pressure. What if you do not even know this man is under pressure? Because I believe the woman is also under pressure some way, somehow. Absolutely. Yes. Women are under enormous pressure. Yes. Enormous. And this man is under pressure. So, doesn't mean, for instance, my husband is under pressure and he does something I can't talk about it? Let me redefine what I'm trying to say. My husband is under pressure, but I don't know. It means that I have not even discovered my husband. You know, a very good wife can can easily tell, even when the husband is pretending, that something is wrong. Easily. Because you can understand the chemistry of this man. Easily. And so, if he's under pressure, you know it. When, when I am tired and I'm driving, my wife knows it. You know, I get agitated and he goes like, baby, you are, you're feeling sleepy? Let me drive. You know, um, if I am under pressure, she can easily tell, you know. There is something on your mind. Something has cast an ambivalence on your mind. There is a shadow on your mind, you know, then we need to, you know, address it. Let's talk about it. What is it? What is upsetting you? What is making you agitated? So if a man is under pressure, you need to know so that you don't add to it. We need to understand that life is difficult, especially in cosmopolitan areas like Accra, London, New York, Lagos. You know, as you know, you know, life in the village, honestly speaking, is so much a relaxation. Of course, it doesn't come with all these, you know, um, privileges and all that kind of thing. Otiokrasia, we need problems with all social media network, whatever, whatever. We don't be any awesome. And we're making babies, you know. The tree. So living in the city is too much pressure. You are a career woman, you are a woman in ministry, you have kids, you need to run them to school, you know, and all that kind of thing. I, I one time, you know, uh, went to one of our schools, I sat and I looked at parents, especially um, men 
whose wives I don't know where they were and they had to rush their children to school and all that yeah I felt for them really you know they need to drop off the children six o'clock they drop off the children and they run to work and sometimes seven o'clock they've not picked the children up life can be very stressful so let's take it that it's the woman that is dropping off the children and will have to pick them up by three o'clock and all that will have to take care of the home and take care of church and take care of the husband and the woman is also under pressure but the truth of the matter is that this man can be under pressure and he doesn't expect you to add to it. So, um, it's not like, don't question me, but don't stress me. Because I'm already stressed. Let me tell you, woman of God, a lot of people who have died from uh, cardiovascular disorders, you know, stress-related diseases, you know, died because of the enormous pressure, you know, in that life poses. To, to be rich and also, or to be successful, relevant, and significant, and also comes with his own wahala. Oh, yeah, to, to be successful and also that you know, like to own properties all over the place, to have a lot of workers or you know, people who function for you, and also as different now, you know, what to me, sorry, I'm not panuimuna. Especially with so many of the souls, sorry, I'm not no to win you because and yeah, man, when you would yes, you know, it's a lot. Now, a few friends who have juggernaut bills in at the end of the month, and I keep telling them, drop some of these things so that some of these bills will go away, you know, and, and focus rather on the essentials and the vitals, you know, and let get it going. Number two thing that, you know, uh, let me wrap this up well. And, and one of the things that if marriage is going to succeed, at least once in a week, husband and wife need to hold up hands and pray together. At least once a week. We know we cannot do it every day. Like the people who do it every day. At least once a week. I grew up in Mumbai. You know, go on our knees. This is our plan. This is our children's plan. Let's bring it before the throne of God. Because one of the things that I realized that marriages go through and they suffer is because they don't pray together. Right. You know, when we start, the fire is, you know, uh, belligerent. It is, you know, scintillating and all that kind of thing. But as we go on, it, it diminishes, it dies out. And so if you don't bring the spices in to rekindle, to stir it up, you know, it just dies off, just like that. You know, uh, sometimes people just get up one day and say, I have divorced you. Mm -hmm. It is just that, you know, it was a progressive something that was building up, building up, building up. So we need to like, at least let's put up our marriage in prayer mm -hmm. and let's trust God that it will, you know, go through all the rough patches by the grace of God and survive. So that is number two thing. The man is expecting you to cover him in prayer. Yes. Number three, the art of sacrifice. And when I talk about sacrifice, I'm talking about benevolent giving and generosity. Giving is not just money. No. You know, giving is not just cash. When I... <laughs> You make me, you make me remember, you know, Alabasta. Um, oh my God, too sharp, you know. When I, you smiling, and I know your mind is, you know, your mind is way ahead of the conversation. 
sacrifice. When, when people, for example, your husband, the oracle of God, a lot of people will see him now and wish, ah, I wish I'm married to somebody like this. But the same people also may see you and say, no, I want to be like this woman of God. You know. But they don't understand the inceptions, the, the beginnings, the sacrifices that had to go through from the beginning stages and all that. If you should one day sit on this network, look through the camera and talk to the young ladies of the things that you have been through, they will never believe it. They would never believe it. Say, it will yes, I won't so now far we was I won't so I'm repping. You know, because one would say what Tim won the two year. Nasia Tim one day trunk will be a tuning and you I'm telling everybody will be flying. You know, it doesn't work like that. And people like people who want to be like you, they feel like you know, when you wake up in the morning, you have all servants at your disposal, you know. But it, it doesn't work that way. I mean, if you are to open up your heart and talk to people, they will stop believing in this fantasy. Yeah, yeah because they look at the finished product and they do not consider the processes yeah. that it went through. Yeah, and so the art of sacrifice is what the man expects, and it's the art of giving, generosity, benevolence. You know, I mean, there, there, there are so many times I met him in so many, many times, to the point that I feel as if his cannibals and I'm not the end of Kaiser show too. Kaiser, you know, I mean, but the point is. She knows that she needs to even invest in more because if you don't do it that way, it's not gonna work. That is the way it works. So everybody that is listening to us must master the art of sacrifice. We need to do things together. If marriage is going to work, I mean, there are times that the man will not have a job. And, and I look at the woman and they go like, You know, you're making a lot of noise about it. Please. We need to sacrifice, and sacri- the man is expecting my main cancer, woman of God, to you. Okay. And so the man expects that you being my helper, whatever that you have come on board or to the table with, I expect you to really bring it wholeheartedly, without reluctancy. So I'm expecting her side checks. Side checks is a is a subject here. It has found its way to church. And I'm going to tell you one of the reasons. Because the side check will make you feel comfortable. Side check will make you feel like a king. Side check will make you feel like you know, don't think about anything as long as I am here. Wife, side chick will call you uh, complimentary names that you will want to hear. Hi, babes. You know, hi, sweet. Hi, you know. And the wife goes like, Hey, our papa, you know, We 
learn that art. And yes, sir, it's not going to work. So the man expects a lot of sacrifice from you. Sometimes, you know, the man is a businessman, an entrepreneur, you know, and, and expects you, you know. I know a lot of businessmen, uh, they wake up very early in the morning, like 3.30, they leave home. By 4.30, they are at work. And, you know, before they get there, their wives are already there, you know, clearing the goods and all that kind of thing. Women like that, their men love them. Forget about side chick. They are crazy for their wives. Because they may be apart from I love you, babes, the kisses, no and non think that the bills must be paid. It somebody that knows how to create wealth. He is looking for the Proverbs 31, 10 to 31 kind of woman. Very industrious, very, you know, uh, uh, cognitive, inclined, sharp, and everything. So that somebody who, in other words, they are looking for some, if I cannot work today, this family ain't going down. We have somebody in charge who is going to take over and get things done. Anybody who is in charge, check book, and one of the things that my wife and I have been able to do, is to sign each other signature. I have many signatures. Sometimes I forget which one is to which account. But to sign her signature and to sign my signature. So that in the case of my debt, we don't have to go through letters of administration or that kind of thing. The bank will still know that I'm alive. <laughs> Illegal. You know, the amazing, the amazing thing is that I, I realize that society doesn't want truth. My mother is from Kuwaiti and my father is from Bomi. I have seen my fellow brothers and sisters kicked out wives, stripped them of all their inheritance. My God. To the point that Omofata Puli Benkuta, you know, and oh yeah. Colonel Techi. This is what they did to his family. And my people came said he didn't he, he didn't have the will. And I thought if there was you know decisions in place, and I'm going to say something that many men will not do today. Especially by the emergence of all these witchcraft creams and all these kind of things spray away. Where my bed door, your pussy will be creamier and tighter. She just on them now, pussy, creamy pussy. Now we're gonna go. The boy, he's not going to pussy more and more. You're not going to talk about it. Now I'm going to talk about it. Oh, I'm going to talk about it. It's the last thing I'm going to talk about. Okay. Because it's the last thing the man thinks about. Real men. Oh, I read you know article in a plane one time and the article said the real women know how to call their prize. And that was the caption. And then I read down and it said it said um, real men they when they go under an apple tree, a lot of the apples, the rotten ones are under the tree. But the real apples are real up there. The real men ignore the ones under the tree and climb up and go and pluck those ones up there. And so 
uh, the article was saying that if you are a real woman, don't fall and be rotten. Remain up there. The real men will come for you. Yeah. The, the sheep men will only collect the rotten apples. You know, I went to Abusukai for a crusade and uh, I saw, you know, call girls, mistresses. You know, they bring their game to this spare pass, guys. And uh, one round at Abusukai is uh, 20 Ghana cities. 20 cities. So these spare pass guys with 100 cities can be sorted for a week. I went to Cape Coast to have a crusade. I, you know, I realized that's what Cape Coast is one city. Wow. Yeah. And so that's why we take the gospel to, you know, the ghettos and all that kind of thing. Because some of the girls we even saw, they don't even have breasts. At least this vocation, at least you need breasts. That is true. <laughs> so it's true. Listen, that is true. <laughs> You know, and so the man is expecting you, you know, to be benevolent enough and sacrifice. It leads me to the next thing, the art of prudence. Okay. The four composites of prudence, mm-hmm. wisdom, knowledge, understanding, insight. These four composites, every man expects from a woman okay. or from a wife. Okay. Sometimes a man chooses um, a mistress or a side chick over a wife because the side chick is smart. Sometimes the guy, the, the lady can reason very fast, make decisions. When you watch pageantry, pageants, Miss Ghana, Miss Malaika, Miss Lux, Miss the Universe, whatever. You know, one of the things is that when, when they ask all those questions, they are looking for your, your cognitive capacity. How to articulate something very fast. And uh, in any situation, how to make a decision very fast. And so prudence is one thing that every man is put from a woman. Okay. I, I want a wise girl to marry. I want to be with a wise woman. You know, that, that act, a man expects that from you as, okay. as a wife. Okay, so if the husband made a decision to maybe go for, I'm sure they dated before he went in for a particular woman, and then um, you get married, and then later you feel like, okay, that woman is not as intelligent as you thought, which means during the relationship or the courtship, you didn't really get to know the person before you married her. Because you should, I mean, when I'm talking to someone, I always want to make sure that we are, you know, you're level-headed and maybe we, whatever you're thinking is like, you should either be above me or we should be on the same level. Correct, absolutely correct. So if we meet and we are talking, we are in a relationship and I get to know that you are not really as intelligent as, why should, or you think other factors come in for them to forget about the intelligence or the whatever it is and then marry them. Person. And then later go for another woman you think the person is intelligent. The, the thing about courtship is that we can court for 10 years. Okay. There are so many things that will never come out. Okay. When I meet you the first time, I'm meeting your representative, right. not you. Right. I can date you for two years. I still will be dealing with the representative 
and not the you, the real you. Yeah, let's say. I'm telling you, there is. I mean, pretense. Um, as for pretense, there's an amount of pretense to every marriage until you marry. Sometimes it takes like five years, mm. ten years for the real personality to, to wake up. And then when it wakes up, that okay, uh, it's two decisions. Either I am going to process this raw material or we are going to leave as two liabilities for the rest of our life. Since we cannot divorce and we are going to stick intact or stay intact with our marital vows. For better, for worse, for richer and poorer, in health and in sickness, until death do us part. If this is our vows, hey, you dangerous If I am leaving with a which is for better, for worse, for richer and poorer, if I'm leaving with, uh, you know, somebody that that has vowed to destroy me, I have seen that before. One of the very fine prophets in this country, one of the early guys, great guy, you will love him. I mean, very exceptional. This guy was married to somebody on their marriage night. Something strange happened. He went into the sweet bathroom, you know, to wash down and come in. When he came back, the light in the bedroom was up. The lady was standing on the bed. And I'm not joking. <laughs> That's what I'm just like. All the hair was lasted yesterday. The hairspray, hairspray, starches, spray with tea and in the house. I've never seen hairspray. You really? There is, I'm telling you. <laughs> Me, if I was not going to be a preacher, I was going to be a beautician. Now, yes, she stayed yesterday, and then she said, I was sent to destroy you. Oh, wow. And I am going to destroy you. That night, the lady, so mommy to you, the lady raped the prophet. And that was how come they got pregnant. According to this young man, it was part of the plan. This young man was stopped, young prophet stopped in his head, knife, whilst in the bathroom, twice. Then, after all the violent whatever, decided, I will divorce her. Pachotiu was this close to the then chief, um, chief justice of Ghana. Went to the chief justice and say, you know the things I'm going through. Please get my divorce papers ready and let me be free. Chief justice brought the docket home, signed everything, uh, prepared everything and said they should take it for verification and then bring it to his office the next morning and then he will sign it. He's got divorced. He took it back for verification and everything. That night, the night before the signing of the paper, Chief Justice gets or has a massive, is hit with a massive stroke on his right hand side. He can't sign. Lived in America for over 20 years. Now, the question is that how did the prophet miss it? There are, there are, you know, there are a lot of things that goes on, especially when the heart 
A heart is a strange thing. When the heart goes ahead of you, you know, the moment the heart goes ahead, oh, he loves me, me silly me only, and all that kind of, you know. <laughs> when the moment that comes in, you know, the moment we are into the emotions, oh, please, it terrifies you. I'm telling you because your heart is into and then until you have a rude awakening. So let, let me put it this way, uh, you know, if you realize that the, the, the wife is, or the, even the husband is less intelligent, there's what to do. I mean, you must be prepared, you know. Let's say that I pick the wife from my hometown. Woman of God, I can fix that woman if I am determined to. To any level, educational, beauty. So, what you know. stops them from maybe teaching the woman to get to that level? Is it that the women do not listen or do not want to be helped? That will make push you into going for another woman. Dichotomously, the woman may not want it. The man may not also want to, want to do it. A lot of men won't do it. But they see the secretaries. They see the now high beauty, high. But new woman on investment. The Real, the L'Oreal, the Sleek, the Mary Kay, the, you know, name them, name them, you know. Somebody fixed it. I'm going to, I'm not going to go to the hardcore. Which is there? <laughs> okay, please, if you just joined, we are talking about what husbands wish their wives knew. And uh, we have Prophet Kofi Odoro in the house, and he is teaching all of us. So if you just joined, just pick a book and a pen or your notepad and make some notes. All right, so. Number five, the art of love. Okay. I think that we have misinterpret that virtue too much. When I talk about love, possibly in this uh, context, I am going to break, in the context or in the confines of parameters of marriage, I'm going to break it into five composites or five spectrums. Number one is the power of touch. The power of touch. Woman of God, a wife can touch a husband. This is what the husbands wish after a hard day's job, I come home, I'm tired, and uh, I wish this woman can touch me as a high babes, I miss you. They rather go like into that other friend you may friend you that they are friend of some work. I mean if you approach a man like this, make come it slow, make a soft crocro. In a man is a king, but in every man is a child. Okay. In every man is a child. And that is why every woman must treat a man like your firstborn. Your husband must be treated like your firstborn. One of the things that you know, when the marriage starts with that fire and everything, the moment children come in... The men should also treat their wives like that. Last <laughs> ones. Last ones. The moment children comes in, attention shifts from the husband to the children and a lot of men can even be jealous Mm. I'm not joking you know a story I heard of a woman who woke woke up 
in the middle of the night to feed the baby, breastfeeding, and uh, uh, and the husband was sitting in the couch and said, "I said you won't move for him. I said you won't move for him. I did. I won't have a toy. I did. I won't have a toy. I said you did. You are not moving." So, so please don't shift attention. The child comes into into an office. Let's create that space for the child to fit in. The power of touch is something that every man expects. Touch him. Okay. Touch him. Not the, you know, any kind of touch. There is a particular touch that speaks. The touch speaks. It speaks. Especially when the man has lost a mother, a father. You know, he's emotionally crushed and all that. There is a particular touch that can make the man feel you are here with me I am not afraid you are here men go through a lot of fear but they do not express it yes that's my point I'm like if you do not express it how will your partner know because that is how God made men really I'm telling you and men are really wired differently absolutely (laughs) wow a man can be bleeding with you in the same room and not talk about it. A man can have cancer and knows he's going to die in the next three months and not talk about it. Yeah. I know a preacher, a woman, whose husband died from kidney failures, but the husband knew that one year before the diagnosis. And the woman didn't know about it. So the woman did not know that he knew. So didn't also want to tell him. But when the man passed on, he was looking through the papers and realized that the first diagnosis was a year before the second one. And so they, they, they feel like they don't want to stress you out, make you um, intimidated, put you in a panic attack, whatever. And so they wouldn't want to. And so a man can be hurting, bleeding, and men cry a lot. They don't show it. So for Penny Barco, cinema, you could be a cobble, you would not need to wear a cobble, you would see me. The tree. This tree is different. Oh my goodness. I'm a cobble. So why don't you cry so that I can at least comfort you? So everybody that is watching us right now should be able to know your man. Know your man. Because the man wants you to know him. And that is why we need to be able to present what I call the Nehemiah assessment. Nehemiah assessed the vision of the rebuilding of the walls in every 28 days. In every 28 days, let's sit down and let's talk about us. Yeah, every 28 days. Let's sit down and talk about us. Just us. With no misunderstanding. With no misunderstanding. What is it this man that I did you didn't like? What is it that I did you like you want me to improve on? We talk about every 28 days. 
Young people, I didn't know, you know, just get some popcorn, you know, vanilla, coconut, banana flavored ice cream, you know, talk. And yet the beer, you be the Benkunim Kruma, you know, let's get ourselves into, you know, especially as of for you need bread, you know, and sometimes, you know, I, I realize because of my father's. My biological father and mother are still married. I'm the last one to 11 children. My father is 98 years. My mother is almost 80 years. They still live together. You know, then now, all the things that makes marriage, it is not. Love can only be the result now. Because it can be money, it can be prestige, it can be, you know, wealth, fame, it cannot be notoriety, whatever, all the things that we may look out for. It cannot be sex, because my father cannot have sex with my mother now. So the point now, it comes back to love. Now, this is where, if you did not treat each other well, from the beginning stages of your marriage, this is where the bitterness bears fruits. Now, there was this old people's home um, that, uh, and then the wife goes, see, see, so, so as when you stroke, so as when you stroke, you may be deep, 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 you know so let us treat each other well because we have many days ahead of us where we cannot fill the tank to drive to Kumase and go chase somebody and all that now we will be stuck together in the same room my father don't go, doesn't go anywhere you know once in a while like yesterday I drive him around town and bring him back home you know and just buy anything favorite for him and that's it he is living with my mother you look at her face you stay <laughs> because marriage is for better and for worse and so we, we need to understand the power of a touch number two let's understand in the art of love the power of scent aroma smell it has power everybody has their body chemistry if I spray the same perfume like a roja a good cologne like uh, any of the Arabian woods or patchouli or orchids the same fragrance on me will smell different than on somebody else because of your body chemistry it will change the tones the high tones and the low tones will change just a little bit. Now, that was that is why you know when the Bible said that and Jacob had um, new Leah and didn't know it was Leah and thought it was Rachel, it really amazes me because everybody has their body chemistry. You know, so it's easy for me to identify. I can close my eyes and tell that my wife is in this room. By her fragrance, I can easily tell. I can, he can tell my different fragrances, but he can still tell this is my husband. So the power of smell. We may have to make a chemical for sale. If the, the man is, is expecting of the woman, you know, 
uh, into the bedroom, nice lingerie, nice fragrances, nice whatever, whatever. Now, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. May I catch you? I'm sorry for I'm Rufus Woman Tessas or on Tessas of Asian Ross. I'm so Tessas of Asian Ross. One bar so in there will be ungenerous. That's on them from Dubai. That's on them from Dubai. What kind of double standards and hypocrisy is that? And then I saw from the shed Ross was on them. But will be your bar, sorry, shed Ross or their bar, sorry. Because the man expects a particular, you know, appearance and all stuff like that. They are expecting certain things. The, the side chick is portraying something. What is that? <laughs> so mad. Is it the one you wore on your? <laughs> Those ones, I give you to. It has elastic here, it has elastic here, and it has elastic here, and it's a Grammy's brief. Don't worry, I will take you to the love talk. <laughs> Please, everybody should go out. <laughs> They're cool. <laughs> Wow. So, the, the Please, <laughs> if I send your questions and your comments coming in, I'll read it out. We'll ask the prophet of God to explain certain things to us. So, if you have a question, please send it out and we will read it. So, definitely, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the man is expecting something from the woman, mm -hmm. the power of sin. It, I keep telling everybody, make sure you take a bath. Make sure, and this is not only women. Even you, the man, mm. she will see who the cookie is you be. I was with you, see you. I was with you, not to me. I was with you, to me. I was said, Blood of Jesus. Benyaka, it's a life television. We can't edit it. No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't edit it. You know, because, because, would you kiss you? I keep telling them when, you know, they are getting ready to marry. I say, please don't come to the altar with plaques in your teeth. Make sure so what you see, who be kiss you, be back. You know, it shouldn't be none of me a little except of a year on the internet of a wedding. I'm so sister. I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Everybody will have to understand the power of smell or scent. Yeah, there are so many scents people don't even know you don't take to the bedroom. You know, some of the scents are just, you know, summer fragrances, you take it out and all that. There are night fragrances that are meant for the bedroom and all that. All that, the man expects that, you know, I want to come home to... Uh, I'm sitting here, man of God, I've gone to many stab tired and all that. I'm coming home to, you know, a sexy, romantic woman. You know, romance is not all sex. I met my father and mother in a very romantic way. And let me say what I saw. I saw a bottle of Coca-Cola with Bayera Yatotun. 
and then it was just three slices. My, my father ate two and I said, why don't you eat this one as well and finish up with your bottle of Coke? He said, no, I left this one for your mother. Uh, this is romantic. And you to pankwani, you romantic. This is romantic. Please let me read this. Seth Frimpon said, so the technical team out there are telling us they, that they don't see us complain about the network. Oh my God. So please do, do something about it. Okay. Um, can I read some of them? Yes, ma'am. Obaya Boatema married women should stop fighting side chicks and work on how to keep their marriage and husband. Um, I think people are complaining about the network, so if you can do something about it. So much comment on the network. Becky Abena Adi said, a good husband will leave a good inheritance to the wife and the kids and hide nothing from the wife. A good husband, absolutely. But but the thing the thing is that men, I wish you could understand the the you know vicissitudes of the heart of a man. You know, a man, a man, a man will not disclose everything. Even even when you are, there are certain things that they feel will. They don't want to bother you. They don't want to bother you, you know. They they want to like okay, let me fix it. I'm, I'm brainstorming. I'm working it out. I'm, I'm working on it. You just relax. I'm the man. I'm working on it. But I know that most of the times it will also be good for you to bring it out. Let's dialogue. Let's reason together. You know, naturally the man is bottled up like that, and and in order to demystify that you are going to be a very engaging wife. You know. Women should let... One of the things that a man expects from a woman is to initiate a conversation. Okay. Sometimes, or no, they are wrong, but oh Oh, baby, I'm sorry, my patch. I mean, you said, you mean, you said, but no, 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 but you wouldn't even tell. That's an expectation from men. They want you rather to say sorry. Okay, let me ask this. Everything we've spoken about today has to do with what husbands wish. Why do they wish? Why can't they communicate it to the women? That is the thing. You know, men are more, um, they will rather bottle it up rather than women will talk about it you know women are vocal men are not you know a woman will sometimes my wife goes because if you want you expect me to do something and you don't communicate it to me i also don't know and i keep doing the wrong thing thinking that you are okay with it so if you do not tell me that okay i want you to do this because i i when i I, I posted this on my page and people were sending me messages and they were like, why can't the men just say that? This, this is what I expect. And someone even said, she thinks that is why most Christian marriages, because they feel like someone in the worldly, someone in the world will be able to say that, okay, this is my wife. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But then a Christian is laid back and okay, this is for better, for worse. And no matter, let me just endure. Let me just go through this too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Woman of God, this is where this is where the 
the Nehemiah assessment comes in. Okay. We, we should do that often. We, we should have we time. Really. I mean, we are in a restaurant or we are just sitting in a park, Ghana, we don't With have too many of them. With nobody just, you know, how, how are we doing this, this month? How are we doing? You know, just let's talk. Is there anything that I did this? You know, what I'm telling you is something that we have done for 20 years myself and my wife. Every month we, we assess ourselves. You know, it looks like she can go like it looks like this month your attention was too much on ministry. Mm. You know, and I go, come quick, quick, all right. So I will strike a balance next month. You know, we talking, no sheets, no cover up. But if there are no, you know, plain, blunt communication like that, and I expect you to know, you know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, uh, you know, he said, Go ye therefore, teach all nations. But disciples and baptize them in the name of the Trinity and teach them all things whatsoever I have taught you. In other words, you can't blame the disciple or the soul you are discipling. You can't blame them when you have not first taught them. You need to teach them. You can't blame them they are not givers when you have not taught them. You cannot blame them that they are in discipline when you have not taught them. That is why this nation must, must be taught. The pulpit must be doing that instruction or else, you know, we don't have that. And so, uh, when I talk about the art of love, the power of a touch, the power of sin, and then I will, you know, end up by saying the power of kiss. The power of kiss. Kiss. Okay. A man expects a woman to kiss me. Mm. Yeah. Kiss me. Not just I'm no kissing, kiss me, kiss my phone, kiss me. It's an expectation. You know, but sometimes I wonder why we will not initiate that. A big expectation of every husband is the power of food or food power. And the last one I'm going to talk about definitely is sex. And that is the last thing on the mind of a great man. Last thing. Sex. Sex takes a lot of um, virtue physically from a man because he is the giver. And men are stressed out. You know, I have heard, I've read all kinds of, you know, theorems that says that, oh, um, having sex every day makes you active, it makes your heart function well and a wakuma because having sex every day you know at a point of crown married people knows what I'm saying that it's not every day that you feel like having sex. You can be with a married woman in the same room for a month and you don't feel like having sex. So mommy and some of us just say, vision, no, I'm sometimes in a month. You don't feel like it. It's not an issue we're talking about. People that have been married like 20 years, 30 years, you know, no. At a point, sex is not an issue. And now, if I will finish up by telling you, God can take that power, mm-hmm. you know, that last erotic virtue at a point you know 
It is not, you know, so when people are aging, there are certain things that automatically goes out of their heart. Okay. You know, that when people are aging. And to me, to me, I'm going to pass a woman with gray hair to me, you know, get what any of our university. It will be a memoir because we'll be our bay at the Manasse, you know. You are close to the grave. I am a one more so compnatural in life. Have you ever been saying that boy is here? Is it all mine? Who tip does it? Who probably more than one woman when you turn to me? I hear the bear bay, you are so Mary. I want to say, let me go over it again and uh, number one, a man expects, a husband expects the art of respect and honor from a wife. Number two, a husband expects the art of spiritual cover or spiritual uh, prayer, uh, you the wife being a prayer partner. The husband expects that. Every serious, astute Christian man is expecting that whilst I'm going out there, pray for me. Oh, man, many times I'm going to minister. I came to minister at Spirit Life and I'm going, I said, pray for me, baby. And, you know, on my way, yeah, pray for me. When I go to places where I feel now this is tenuous, very tenuous for me, you know, there are places that I've been, I go like, mm, this This is a very tenuous atmosphere I need, you know. My wife is home praying. You know, so they expect you to pray. Number three, they expect the art of sacrifice and the art of giving or benevolence. They expect that from you. Number four, every husband is expecting the art of prudence, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and insight from the wife. Now, the wife is a wise woman, a virtuous woman, and so on and so forth. Lastly, the art of love. And in the art of love, we're talking about the power of touch, the power of smell, the power of kiss, the power of food, and the power of sex. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't even know what to say. About the Nehemic Nehemic assessment. Um a man and a woman or a wife and a husband sitting down to address certain issues, just like you said, there are, they consider an address issues. But do you think every man will sit down with their wife and tell the wife that this is what I want, these are the things I wish you knew, and if they don't, what is the right way to say to your wife or your wife to, you know, are there other things you can do? Because I don't think most of them, this 28 days, I don't know. I don't know. So, is there a way you can communicate it? How do you advise the husbands to do that? Use the old strategy. Wake him up in the middle of the night and say, We need to talk. Just like that. Quite sorry, we need to talk. When I, it was the emergence of Ebola, mm. if all women in the world said there was going to be no sex in the earth for one solid month except we find the cure for Ebola, I tell you within six hours the cure for Ebola <laughs> will be found. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, so wake him up in the middle of the night. Let's talk. We can use another strategy. Send it as a text message to his phone. 
have been observing this for some time now I think that we need to look at this critically if our marriage is going to make it some men will take it serious others will not if they don't take it serious use another strategy just like you know use feminine power use femininity before the zipper will open there are few issues we need to address and I know men will go oh what are the issues? Tell me quickly. You know, here and they will just hear it because of what they want and just finish up and just go and then forget about it. But most of all these things that we expect men to do, let's put them in prayer. Let all the things that we expect wives to do, let, let's put them also in prayer. After we have talked about it, let's pray about it. Let's ask the grace of God to be our portion. Kiss the forehead of your, of your wife or husband and say, I trust God that this month our marriage will be sweeter than honey. Then the man is, is you know, it's on his mind that you are expecting something. It's on the, the woman's mind that my husband is expecting something. But ideally, like you said, and like your audience, you know, send messages to you, we should be able to talk about, I want to be kidnapped. I mean, I, I, when we got married, even till now, I tell my wife, crow crow me. Those days, you know, he will not say anything, it's okay, crow crow me. Then she will just draw, rub his hand on my son for many, 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 many minutes. These days I say it, he, she would do that, but she would do that in Tidamena also, but crow crow. You know, so be plain, be open, bring it out, talk about it. You know, this and this is what I, when I come back from work, I want you to welcome me. And I want you to say A, B, C, or D. Even sex. I want you to tell me that you are enjoying it. I want you to say this and that. I expect you to appreciate me after sex. I really enjoyed that. Man, that was serious. Say something. And 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 You know, most of the husbands are like, uh, you know, um, because this is from HD Boateng Solomon. Many women dress well and prepare well when they are looking for men or when they are in relationship. The worst part is they spend a lot on their wedding, one for people to see. But the most important is to keep the marriage attractive always. This is the part that they relax and feel, especially dressing. So many things let women lose themselves. Um, especially when you begin to say to your wife, uh, you know, look at how fat you have become. Look at how, you know, you have left yourself and not da 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 da. You know, the mind, the human brain has a way it functions. What you put in, and I'm going to use the opportunity to say, what you put in is what comes out. But when it comes to a woman, whatever you give to a woman, she takes it, she multiplies it, and she gives it back to you. Give a woman spermatozoa, she will take it, she will multiply it. After nine months, she will give it back to you. Give her love, she will take it, she will multiply it, she will give it back to you. Give her attention, she will take it, she will multiply it, 
she will give give her frustration hatred bickering bitterness pain she will take that also multiply it and will be too creamy <laughs> okay there's a question from Pat Rishia Aliko Apia and what should we the women expect from the man it should be balanced the burden should not only be on the women okay so he's addressing this because we are talking about what husbands wish their wives knew and we are doing that next week we are bringing a woman of God to also come and talk about that so we will deal with that next week thank you um, alright Seth Frimpong I think this guy likes you he said when I marry the man of God will be my counselor and your Bible is what said <laughs> okay. Um, Smart Quay said, My future wife, hope you are listening. <laughs> and Obaya Bwatima said, Dear husband, today I was here and I took notes for us. See you. Okay. Uh, okay. Patricia Aliko Apia said, of all the five expectations a man needs, that's said by the man of God, the women need the same thing. Okay. And Seth is saying, I said, I wish I'm a married man so that we can hear, we can be here to listen together. Okay. Uh, questions, questions, questions. Uh, okay, Mamieta Opon Ankuma Dako said 2 a.m. is the best time to resolve conflict. Wake up and talk to him. It works. It works. You know, the, the old people are amazing. There are so many things that works that we thought was antiquated, old fashioned, outmoded, and uh, just brushed it off. For example, the old guys will look for a wife for you. One, 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 and one of the best things that I, you know, I used to discard it now, I mm. think, it's, you think it's good? because they know where you are going. They know background assessment, background checks, and all that. And then, Mama, say, Negro, for you now can say, I am whatever, whatever. And all, especially with the emergence of social media, you meet up somebody and you realize that the picture you saw actually does not exist. And this 24-year-old guy happened to be a 64-year-old person. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people went on blind dates and they were absolutely disappointed. You know, one of the ways of proposals, when a man proposes to a woman, the old people were rather, families will propose to each other. The family will go and propose. And then you will be introduced. That way, you can't just drop this person. So I keep telling people, you know, especially this young generation, I tell them, instead of the young man proposing to you and you accepting the proposal, direct him to your pastor or your father. When your father or pastor says yes, you have said yes. In other words, if they want to disappoint you, they need to go through the same channel. Rather than just dumping you and moving on to your best friend or close friend. Yeah. 
Okay, this is from. I saw this and it sounded funny. He said, Fee females that our future wives are watching telenovelas. <laughs> and they want to replicate what's in it. <laughs> you know, that, that thing we see on television is not real anyway. It's all acting. So um, if you want to get married, and let, let me say these things. A man who puts food on the table, who pays the bills, who takes care of your children, who takes care of you, puts, you know, roof on your head and respects you and honor you and all that kind of thing. You don't joke with such a person. This of the same thing, I mean, reciprocity. The woman who is there, the mother of your children, you know, being there with you through crazy moments and all that kind of thing. You don't joke with such a person. You know, I don't think we should take people for granted until one day we stand by their casket and cry all these crocodile tears, but they will be gone and it will be too late. Um, okay, someone has, I said, how do you solve conflict in a godly marriage when you are from different cultures, from Theresia, Jimpy? You know, uh, conflicts are supposed to be solved on, you know, personal levels before it goes out to, you know. Uh, one of the confidences that we need to build up in relationships before marriage is that we need to build, um, you know, discretion within the fraternity or within the confines of a relationship. Once we can build this question, you are discreet. There are things that are confidential, does not have to cross the edge. If you are able to do that, once you get married, it is going to be very difficult for your issue to go to your mother, to my mother, to your father, to my father. Because in-laws and outlaws, what they do, they will come and fight for your interest and destroy the marriage. So, let's keep it on our level. Whatever it is, we talk, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Let's talk about it again another time. It doesn't work. And then sometimes it's okay. Listen, when you get married, the initial stages, it's normal to have conflicts. It's normal. We need to disagree to agree. Alright, Nana Adam, the second, said, Papa, please tell the women they should submit themselves to their own husband and not their pastors. Well, because sometimes when uh, you see the way, oh, Papa, oh, Papa, and they see her and you watch the you know, um, the Bible said this is why holy women like Sarah submitted themselves to their own husbands and called Abraham Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we should bring that equilibrium or balance. You know, honor your own husbands just as you honor God's people. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I, I really enjoyed tonight's show and I want to say thank you to you for watching. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for <laughs> contributions and everything. God richly bless you. So this is where we take our cue. This is the end of the show, and I want to say thank you for staying with us. See you on Saturday. Bye.